0: Good day, good day, good day. Welcome back to another uh, exciting and I was gonna say fantastic and uh, caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David, and I'm Deacon Bob. But you don't have any coffee. I know I don't. I'm 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 discombobulated today, <laughs> as I told you before. I have a little. Uh,
1: you got, I got a little bit of water. <laughs> I have a swig of water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's one of those days, indeed, you know, when your morning schedule just kind of doesn't turn out the way you. Think it's going to be. I mean, just good things mm-hmm. happen, but then you know things going to get messed up. But, but we're here, you know. Here we are.
1: <laughs> hey, but I, I,
0: I, added, I added fantastic into the I saw. into the lineup there.
1: I saw that your alma mater did really well in basketball this. Uh, they did. Last week. Hoban
0: High, your student proud. Yeah. Yeah. So, congrats to the Hoban Knights who won uh, the state championship basketball, state championship D one. That's really last, big. Uh, Last weekend so it's yeah. pretty Sunday night down in uh, Dayton so that's pretty awesome yeah it's really cool because um, uh, TK Griffith is the uh, principal at the school mm-hmm. and he's from uh, my home parish St. Francis and I think he's been a coach at Hoban for like 30 years Wow, uh, kind of a legendary uh, kind of figure and um, and his son uh, was a senior on the team uh, and, they, oh, won, and nice. they won the championship and he TK won I believe at Hoban his senior year the state championship as well
1: oh so he was an alumni
0: yeah
1: oh very cool yeah yeah yeah. that's really good and so you saw him on the news yeah and they gave a shout out to what is it the holy cross brothers that Mm -hmm, um mm
0: -hmm. sponsored the school yeah uh yeah no it's really really awesome and actually um akron booktel uh won the state championship too they were d2 Oh, so wow. there are two two uh two championship teams from the same
1: two kids from a two just places two from kids two schools from Akron.
0: from Akron you know wow yeah that's really cool they're, I think they're gonna have a parade and everything that's good for the for both teams kind of together
1: that's really good yeah that's very good
0: but uh yeah I know it's exciting so congrats to the school congrats to the the to the players and and TK and everything yeah. so that's good. That's exciting. I'm 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 nowhere near that level of, of goodness ba- basketball wise. <laughs> As a basketball wise. player, I, I played CYO. I uh, I think uh, actually one of my <laughs> one of my deep memories of of high school was uh, uh, being cut in the first round <laughs> from from the Hoban team. I thought I was going to be great, but then that's when I started started running cross country. So
1: yeah, take
0: away the ball and the hoop, and <laughs> it was fine.
1: <laughs> the running was good. <laughs> Yeah, I think high school has a way of leveling out the playing field cuz when you think you're great as an 8th grader, right. you get to freshman year and it's like, wow,
0: And then you're a small fish.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And all the football players came in after yeah, after, <laughs> yeah, after. cuz we would have like, you know, pre-tryout kind of hangouts and they would mm-hmm. they would watch us and everything and but football season was still going on. So, when that finished, they all all these huge guys came in and it was like, oh, oh well.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh well. It was fun. <laughs>
1: I know at Lake Catholic we had a lot of football players that played basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you have that at Hoban also? Where, yeah. Yeah. So we always didn't have a really great basketball team, but <laughs> the football players had like full contact basketball. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but no, it's fun. I uh, probably of all the sports, I enjoyed basketball the most when I was uh, when I was playing.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: But that was good. Now we got spring in the air. You know. And uh, it's nice to smell things this morning.
1: Could smell the dirt. Did you see the worms on the sidewalk? Yeah,
0: isn't it weird when like in the spring like the the air smells like fish? Yeah, the it dirt. Gets, it's like <laughs> and then you get the pine tree action.
1: We so. had the landscape guys bring them ask them to come out once a year. We had three quarters of an acre right and they blow all the leaves back into the woods. Mm-hmm. And for us, it would take me and my wife like two weeks to rake it. I told my wife they had like four guys, these big blowers, backpacks. I said, they'll be gone in like three hours. And sure enough, like three hours, they were gone.
0: It's awesome. Have, you, so have you ever had like, ever wear one of those backpack leaf blowers?
1: I have. <laughs>
0: have you ever wore one on the front and then one on the back? So you have two and you feel like the Terminator? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best put one in the front and the back it it's like it's pushing like you both a inter- pack. yeah, it pushes you like both directions. It's great,
1: <laughs> no I haven't done that, but we'll have to try
0: it well, if you ever get the opportunity, I would highly recommend
1: don't you end up like sucking in a lot of uh gasoline fumes from the ah, exhaust? just
0: nah. Nothing details, like details. Smell of
1: gasoline fumes in the morning.
0: <laughs> no, it's on your back. It's kind of blown away. All right. Well, Although it's in your face, too, so. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think about that. That's okay. Might explain a lot, no. <laughs> but, no, yep. spring. Uh, and then speaking of spring, um, kind of around this time, we start having uh, ordination anniversaries. Oh, yeah. So Father Fred, uh, shout out to Father Fred. He had his... Uh, Forty fifth ordination anniversary of this last uh, Tuesday, so pretty pretty awesome.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we had a little a little some pizza and cake for him mm-hmm. and uh, with the staff and everything. So yeah, it's really a kind of a incredible moment to look back to, just like you know, just like your wedding day and things, yeah. you have pictures and. I know Father
1: Tom John said he's on his forty fifth, and he said, "Well, how long have you guys been married?" Well, he married us. And we'll be married 43 years. Yeah. So just, it just doesn't seem like that's possible.
0: But it is. Um,
1: but it is. What's kind of hard, too, is like all the legends like Father Tom Johns or Father Fred. Yeah. A lot of the other guys are all going to retire about the same time. It's true. So don't feel any burden that you have to carry to keep yeah. the, the ship afloat. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. It's it's going to be interesting, you know, kind of dynamic of these next number of years with um yeah, a lot of a lot of good priests who um yeah, just kind of reached the end of their time of ministry and
1: yeah.
0: and uh but certainly they passed off a lot of good things, you know, to
1: Absolutely.
0: to us younger whippersnappers so we can kind of keep the whole thing uh, going. So
1: well, we had the deanery talk yesterday, too, about yeah. how they're going to restructure some of, uh, I don't know, leadership, I guess, would yeah. be the best way. Yeah, kind of the,
0: organi- the governance, the or- organization of the diocese, so kind of looking at new ways um, to kind of more effectively, you know, communicate, share ideas, um, kind of make sure we're healthy and growing and, mm-hmm. and different things. So it'd be slightly a different governance model that we have uh now so it should be a good a good opportunity uh, mm-hmm. for, it's kind for of like a
1: things. hybrid between a deanery and a yeah. district yeah so if, I, if,
0: if if by the way if you have no idea what we're talking yeah. about so uh, our diocese which is a d- geographical area um so it's our eight counties um there's been different arrangements over time but we have well right now we have districts so there's like 13 districts essentially it's like clusters of parishes so mm-hmm. we have the lake Giaga district um, so all of those parishes kind of work together in different ways. And then there's a, a district um, kind of committee. And there's different people that kind of oversee the, the ministry and the work of the district. We're kind of moving to a different model, which is called a dean. It's essentially kind of the same thing, just organized a little differently in the leadership structure. So, so I think there's 12 deaneries, um, okay. if I remember from the meeting. Uh, so all of the deans, kind of all, kinda all the, the priests and or um, the, the, the layperson who's kind of leading the, the dean reports to the, the bishop, uh, reports to, you know, they're on a parish, count, uh, diocesan pastoral council and all these things. So just really to help communication flow in the diocese.
1: That way the bishop has contact through his representatives like throughout the diocese. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was interesting was it worked all the way back to Bishop Isaman, which I can't remember when he was bishop. It had to be like the '70s or mm-hmm. '60s, um, and how each of the bishops have tried a similar thing of the shared responsibility. How do we work together as a parish mm-hmm. and as a district and as a diocese? Um, so it's really exciting to yeah. see. We're kind of relooking at how do we share resources, how do we share a common vision. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
0: no, it's really good. It's exciting to kind of um, kind of relook at all those things and. Yeah, and to have some good strategies of how we can be and, and minister well you know, to, our, to our church. Mm-hmm. I think it's also good, too, that it's kind of coinciding. You know, Our discussion of this is kind of coinciding with the Eucharistic uh, revival,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is you know, our focus on the presence of God amongst us, you know, uh, especially in the Eucharist, which I think is a reminder that we need good skills and we need good strategies, but we also need God.
1: Oh, a nice segue yeah you know,
0: <laughs> I, I thought you would like that I thought you'd like that, uh, but we also need God, you know it's not simply our own uh our own strength, our own devices our own things but mm-hmm. um but that um yeah we need it's God who's going to save us, it's God who's going to provide you know kind of fruit for um for the world right
1: and I, I think um we keep seeing over and over just recently too that God calls us and we respond Uh, whether it's that revival down in what was it ashbury asbury asbury college um or even like all the catholic podcasts that are coming out yeah there's a lot you can see god moving in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. and then we respond to whatever god's calling us to do the best that we can right even though it's fumbling a lot of the times you know
0: trying our (laughs) best here but uh, that was good yeah Diggy Bob was laughing because I was trying to tie in uh, <laughs> our, our banter to the the topic uh, of uh, de, de, the topic du jour. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so today we want to talk uh, a li- we want to kind of rewind a little bit. Uh, so at the beginning of Lent we talked about uh, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. and how that could be kind of an interesting way to to kind of really approach Lent, you know insofar as Lent is a time we, Look at our lives of conversion. We look at um, the things in our lives. You know, what are we attached to? Um, what's kind of filling our lives, and how we can we give our lives more to God? And that really, those who are struggling—I mean, we're all—we're all struggling with some kind of attachment, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of addiction mm-hmm. in some way. Could be to coffee. Could be could, could be to our phones. You know, could be alcohol. Could be drugs. Could be you know whatever. There's there's we're tempted with all kinds of things in the world, but the reality is those things aren't more powerful, Um, they're more powerful than us, but they're not more powerful than God. Uh, And so, uh, as we live our lives with God and hand our lives over to God, we uh, can overcome these things Mm -hmm. in our lives. And that that would be conversion, as God fills our lives more.
1: Yeah, we had a meeting with our second grade parents, and I kept coming back to the question of, do we need a savior? You know, do we need God in our lives or do we think we can just kind of control everything and do it on our own?
0: Kind of make it through and Mm -hmm. yeah, do things that are comfortable and feel good and, you know, kind of might kind of make up for some of the more difficult things that Mm -hmm. are really kind of going on.
1: Or if I work harder or work smarter, then I can conquer anything. Yeah. And I think the 12 steps keeps always referring back to the -hmm. higher power of God. Can help me. Right,
0: right, um, yeah. So we wanted to we wanted to kind of just check back on these um, these twelve steps because there's, I mean, there's a lot of wisdom that could be mined, uh, you know, kind of from these. But we wanted to touch on, on them again as we as we're already in what the fourth week of Lent already here. And when I was looking over them last night, it just kind of hit me. Uh, this this kind of phrase kind of hit me. You know, the twelve steps is not about self help. Right. Uh, and then the analogy would be you know and essentially the 12 steps is the christian journey in a lot of ways as mm-hmm. we talked about you know last time really its steps 1 through 5 are like the um the journey of the prodigal son right prodigal son story so mm-hmm. yeah he yeah, how he you know he runs away discovers all of his mess but but turns back t- but turns back to god realizing it's only the father you know who's going to provide for him again he can't really provide for himself but um yeah, I think Christianity really is not about self help. Uh, it's not about us kind of getting stronger and just building up ourselves so we can conquer the things we have to deal with. It's about constantly uh, turning over to God and making God the source of our redemption, the source of our healing, the source of our overcoming whatever we're going through in life.
1: Yeah. And one of my favorite scripture quotes is um, Romans 5 8 where it says that while we were still sinners, God, Christ died for us. That um, in the mess of our life, like the prodigal son, God is still there and um, welcomes us back like the Father did no matter what. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: And self-help, I, I, I didn't... When did self-help books and things kind of... I
1: don't know if that was like the 80s and the 90s. Kind of come around. You know? I think YouTube now is like self-help. You know, sure, like you sure. can't figure out how to like put in a new light bulb or a electrical switch. Mm-hmm. You YouTube it. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of like the self help now. Yeah.
0: I guess what we, how would we kind of define? I mean, how do we define self help? Kind of improve yourself. Self improvement kind mm-hmm. of things. Um, kind I know of, a lot of books things and that... resources that give you strategies on, you know, how to think better, how to how to how to do this or that. Mm-hmm. Which, to say, like, not to throw shade, you know, unnecessarily, you know, there could be some good... There's a place for them. There's a good mm-hmm. sense there. I mean, there's obviously some wisdom. Obviously, there's some, some good ideas. Obviously, there's some good strategies there in these kind of self-help resources. But as Christians, we wouldn't... It's kind of like a both end. That might be one side of the story. But then ultimately, you know, it's it's not just these strategies that are going to help help us and save us. It's, it's the relationship with the God God. who has given us everything life and all these strategies. You know, it's, it's the God who's going to, to help us move through whatever and strengthen us. Um, Not just in our heads, which self-help books, I mean, it kind of gets to your head, Mm -hmm. uh, but God's going to strengthen us in our hearts, like deeply within us to actually have the the strength to, uh, to overcome and to move forward.
1: That's really good. And I think, Christianity isn't self-help; it's more helping others. That our relationship with God really calls us to bring God's love to others. So it's sure. the focus isn't on us anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's the focus is on God and others. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yes, but even within that, we have to always be in relationship right, with God. Absolutely, it's it's a both way thing. It's not simply, well, God's given me all the things, and now I go out. You know, that God's with we, us as we're going out. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's it's this continual reliance uh, upon upon God to continually heal me, to continually help me overcome my things, to continually strengthen me with His grace that I cooperate with, that I say yes to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that relationship. Then uh, I'm kind of moving my hands <laughs> around. So, like you know, me and God would be like a vertical. Kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then us and others would be a horizontal thing.
1: Oh, kind of like a cross. Kind of like
0: a cross. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so it's it's both of those things together. Absolutely. If we lose sight of one or the other, that's that's not good. Right. But but yeah, so so self help, you know, not a bad thing in and of itself, but it can't be the only thing. I right. suppose I suppose that would be the thing. So so just kind of looking at the twelve steps, kind uh, of again, real quick. So the first uh, the first step is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, or Fill in your blank, in of, the blank. whatever thing you're struggling with. Um, and admitting that our lives have become unmanageable. So kind of at the beginning, it might seem like it's starting with ourselves, but it's really not because I think we would acknowledge that. How do we even get to this point? <laughs> you know, it might be through hitting rock bottom. It mm-hmm. might be through whatever experience. But the, the courage and the hope to even admit we were powerless, that's a grace from God. That's God doing something.
1: And I think a lot of times in our lives, it's that I can't do this anymore. I don't know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of being like the prodigal son and just knowing that I've used up all my resources. Now I've got to go back to the, the source of love, which is the father.
0: Right. So then the you know, the probably most important one uh, is uh, number two, uh, came to believe in a power Greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. You know, they kind of put it this—the power in a nondescript term. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the intention is that we would we would say God. You know, is uh, only God is greater uh, and can restore us to sanity. <laughs> you know, we cannot do it ourselves.
1: And I think our Protestant brothers and sisters would call that being uh, born again. What's that moment in time when when you know that God Mm -hmm. is there and you have to rely on God?
0: And you hand over everything. Everything. Right. You hand over everything.
1: I think as Catholics, that happens to us. We kind of grow up in the family of God, so we don't have one of those distinct when did you turn your life over to God, like born-again moments. Yeah. Well, we're called the conversion moments. But we do have those conversion moments. Yeah. Yeah. So it's usually when we hit one of those this is out of control i need a savior now sure. Um, sure even though i've been living in this family of god now i accept god now for mm-hmm. myself yeah yeah and that can happen in different ways
0: too um certainly i mean there are augustan moments and there are mm-hmm. augustan figures right within the church but not all saints had real come to jesus <laughs> you know conversion moments like that too though um some just have it from, the, from beginning. the beginning and there's small incremental kind mm-hmm. of moments of conversion. I would kind of explain my life as that in, in different ways. I couldn't necessarily point to a moment. Um, certainly when I was called to the priesthood, that was a uh, a memorable moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, you could say maybe a conversion grace within that, but that didn't come from me. <laughs> you know, yeah. that wasn't a me kind of just figuring that out. but, but to your point, we, it is important that we, um, seek these moments of conversion you know these these moments where we do just kind of have that inspiration and grace to give everything over
1: and sometimes we try to seek them too hard it's kind of like when you're dating and you want to find the right person right it's it's when you go I give up I'll never find the right person that they show up in your life Mm -hmm. I think that's the way it is with God too is you have to be open to those moments where God just appears right
0: right Um, yeah Um, yeah, so after you know we give everything over to God, uh, and, and know He's the only one who can restore us to his sanity, you know, after that the the next couple of steps are, you know, doing an inventory, looking at our mistakes, looking at our, our, our shortcomings, you know, who have we uh who have we um uh hurt or injured or wronged. But then kind of in the middle, uh number seven, after we've kind of looked at all these things, um And and again, I don't think this would be simply something we're doing by ourselves. It's something we're doing with uh, a guide, you know, Mm -hmm. our our sponsor. But then also God, right? God's with us in this process. Number seven is humbly asking him to remove our shortcomings. So like right in the middle, it's just, it's constantly just, it's putting all the activity on God Mm -hmm. to bring about this change, to bring about this healing, to bring about this strength. And um you kinda of had an interesting image uh that kind of kind of explained that.
1: Well, the Lazarus um gospel's coming up this week. Yeah. Which um we were I was talking with one of uh friends about how do we help kids understand uh forgiveness and God releasing us from our bondages. Mm-hmm. So um one of the websites had an idea where you wrap your kids up in toilet paper, kind of like Lazarus. Yeah. And um, the website said, then have them break out of the bonds. Right. Well, that's not what the gospel says. The gospel has Lazarus dead in the tomb, and Jesus says, come out. And then Jesus says to, to the people around him, untie him. Because mm-hmm. he can't untie himself. Right. And I think that's the way it is with us, too. Like. That's why we have confirmation sponsors or godparents. Who are the people in our lives that help keep us on the right track or help share God's love and forgiveness with us?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or go into confession.
0: Right. You know, right.
1: We say that we're sorry and, and the priest says you're forgiven and releases those bonds.
0: Yeah. It's a it's an action of God in our lives, not just kind of our own, our own right. thing. Yeah. It's kind of like this temptation to muscular Christianity. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I th- and I think a lot of times that can be a temptation for us. You know, like faith is, you know, God giving me things, God giving me strength, so that I can kind of get strong enough to the point where I can break out of whatever this thing I'm 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 trapped in. You, know, I can I can break out of these these binds uh, that I'm that I'm in. So God pours all this stuff into me, and then I get strong, and then and then I do this stuff. That's not really the Christian no. story, that's not really the Christian you know image. it's that you know we can't you know we we can't do these things, and um, we need to rely upon kind upon God at every moment and it's it's only him who is going to take these things away from us mm-hmm. um, because if we get strong enough to the point where we do it ourselves, then we can have this temptation to no longer rely upon God to kind of retract you know uh, the second uh, step that it's only God who can restore us and make us uh, make us whole
1: and we're back to <clears throat> do i need a savior or do i think i can work this out myself i think there's a lot of mental health commercials on now yeah and one of my favorite is this guy who's like doing bench presses mm-hmm. and he's under this huge weight and it, it like the bar is right on his chest and his friend comes over and goes you need help with that the guy goes no i i'm i'm good i can figure this out myself well he couldn't, you know. He needs a spotter to help remove this weight that's on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what Christianity is all about: is how do I ask God to help remove this weight and give me the right people around me mm-hmm. to support that?
0: Yeah, and it's okay to rely upon other people. Absolutely, we don't need to do it ourselves. I think I think part of this is that you know this twelve steps, you know, it takes the pressure off of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and Christianity it, it takes the pressure off of us. And puts it on God. Yes, we're going to have to go through our things. It's not going to be easy, but it's not up to us. Right. And I think that that's relieving in some way. And it's good you brought up, you know, the mental health stuff, because certainly we know there's a lot of people struggling with all kinds of things yeah. uh, right now. That's a, and we have a public mental health crisis in, in different ways. And uh, and yes, so if, if you're struggling with something, you know, out there, don't be afraid to reach out. You're not weak by reaching out. You're not... Um, reject any shame you know you feel um if you you know want to reach out because that that shame isn't the truth uh, that that god wants to help us
1: we've prayed with a lot of um, young families who have had either a parent who's been ill or a child who's been ill Um, and so we've asked them would you like to be anointed you know with the anointing of the sick the sacrament and that's been a profound moment in their lives that the church is there to support them, right? Even in the suffering and difficulty,
0: right, right. And 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 the sacraments aren't just kind of nice things we do that make us feel better, but you know they really do give us God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they 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 transmit God's grace to us uh, in a way that nothing else kind of really can, at least in an as as effective way like right here and now. Mm-hmm. Um, God has promised to, to be here and to, to strengthen.
1: And it's that magic. Right. Um, right. But you know of God's love and healing in your life, even it might not be physical healing. Mm-hmm. It's emotional or spiritual healing.
0: Right. And it unfolds in the time mm-hmm. you know, that it's meant to do. But, um, yeah, so I just, just kind of looking through these 12 steps, it was just kind of affirmation. You know, Christianity is not self-help. Self-help isn't bad outright. There are things we can learn from books and videos and, and things, mm-hmm. but we always have to keep that in relation with. It's not these things that are going to help us. Ultimately, it's it's God and a relationship with Him that's uh, that's going to help over us overcome our things. And as you say, you know, church and the sacraments are very much a part of that. So
1: yeah, very good,
0: cool. All right, everyone. Well, well I guess we'll take it out in prayer. The Father, Amen. Son,
1: Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, gift of our lives, um, gift of um, uh, AA, of the wisdom uh, you have given to the world uh, through these uh, 12 steps. We pray for anyone who's um, struggling with alcoholism today. Uh, we pray for anyone who's struggling with any addiction uh, of any kind, that they may have a reprieve uh, from their temptations, uh, but also be strengthened uh, to continually rely upon Uh, God's strength uh, in their lives and ask you to be with us and give us a renewed sense uh, of your presence in our lives today. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. Alright, well have a good day, Uh, everybody. Enjoy the increasingly more springy weather and uh, we'll keep journeying to Easter together. And watch out for the little worms on the sidewalk.
1: (laughs) Have a great day.